breakthrough, but in a good way. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Test Life number 238. <clears throat> Here we are in the 26th of January, 2022, and we have just gotten through the fourth quarter earnings call for 2021 and roadmap that Tesla has presented. Welcome, everyone, for joining us uh, this evening. Uh, we have, as normal, we have Mr. Casey Green joining us from the D.C. area. How are you today, sir? I'm doing quite well. It's, uh, it's chilly out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, the uh, the FSD 10.9 continues to uh, blow my mind in both directions. Um, <laughs> Ooh, that's not good. <laughs> yeah, it's like one it good, does, not the other one. That's right, not. right. It does like these amazing feats, and then it can't manage to just take a simple turn smoothly. It's like, <laughs> or or you know, it decides it, it it wants to do some stuff that's not quite legal. It's like um. All right. <laughs> but as Elon said during the call, which we're going to get onto, uh, it is getting better. The amount of times I have to correct it per mile is going down, even with the old maps. Very good. Also with us as normal, Mr. Patrick Connor from the West Coast. How are you today? Hello, everybody out there in the Tesla Life world, Tesla Nation. How are you doing? It's good to see you. I am excited to talk about Tesla's earnings for 2021. It's going to be a, a, a great show. Hey, hey, Casey, speaking of FSD, uh, we had some fog here, and I took it out in the fog, and it did great. It until does. I got to the parking lot. And then oh. in the parking lot, it was confused, so I just took over. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, same. It, it, it's amazing. It did uh, city streets, stoplights, uh, stop signs, no problem, and then couldn't figure out a parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite Patrick, is it's still you trampling say, in the snow. When you say there was a problem in the parking lot and it was confused, did you take over because it just got slow? Because, it, um, of course, it couldn't make up its mind? It could not make up its mind. Uh, so there was a spot where it kind of wide off, and uh, it, it should have gone left, but it, it started going that way. Then it started going right. Then it went back left. Then at the end, it turned right really hard. And I was like, no. And then... then uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's amazing the parking lots it does get and, and it's like well you get that one but not this one and you get speed bumps that look exactly like the one in my house and and you don't get that one well it's, it's kind of interesting <laughs> what, what casey said and now what patrick has said it it's a mixed bag like mm -hmm. uh it's oh, yeah you're, you're kind of surprised that it did so well and then on the other hand you you get you get into a situation where you're surprised it did so poorly Yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it's yes. uh, it's obviously it's it's a beta. It's going to do these type of things. Uh, they're trying to learn from mistakes, but uh, exactly. it's it's kind of interesting uh, as to uh, I, I've heard that analogy several times about people saying that it was amazing when it made this particular turn, and then a day later it tried to make a similar turn, not the exact same turn. And they were amazed about how poorly it did that turn. So right. my favorite is when it has inconsistent results on something that it does all the time, <laughs> like the same spot, same turn, same lighting, same time of day, 
same right and it looks the same to you but there are subtle differences and and uh you never know what exactly the ai is keying off of and yeah so I mean, or, or if it's just slightly... rolling the dice sometimes it's like yeah today we're gonna do it this way because i didn't know really know what to do the first time you just got lucky the first two times <laughs> yeah it's, it's almost like they need a uh you know like a like a one to five star system on on a, a turn or a function and I, the, I the wish, driver could go that's a five star right there you know i, I wish there was a that's good like like if something surprised you in the good way you could just say that's good in addition to the you know the hey that that's bad they have a that's, that's scary bad. <laughs> yeah. or, or when it it took you on that bridge that would be scary right casey yeah i found another bridge it tried to jump off of on, on 10.9 oh, <laughs> uh-oh that's scary. Oh, my yeah. goodness. My goodness. Yes. It never does it with the camera rolling, which is just... <laughs> no witnesses. That's the way you make the drive well. Keep the camera going all the time. <laughs> just, yeah, threaten it. I'm going to turn on the camera. I am going to turn on the camera. Carl, are you hearing me? Yeah. Yeah. Well, today, of course, uh, was the earnings call for uh, Q4. Good question. And it was, the, of course, the final uh, earnings call for the year of 2021. And uh, Elon had indicated he was going to go through a bit of a product uh, roadmap as well. Um, So uh, we're going to go into some depth uh, into this. Uh, We've all heard the earnings call. And uh, Patrick's going to take the lead on this and kind of lead us down the road. We'll go in chronological order and and comment uh, and discuss as we see fit. Patrick, go ahead. That sounds good. So... um... Yeah, like Mark said, chronologically, this is not going through the investor deck. This is just the comments that they made on the call. And uh, so there was uh, Elon Musk, Zachary Kirkhorn, Drew Bagolino, and then they said some other executives. And they didn't say who they were. And there was one guy who had an interesting comment that we'll get to that I'm like, who was that? I would like to know who said this. Uh, But uh, it wasn't one of the three that they named. So... um, Opening comment, Musk said 2021 was a breakthrough year. They had 90% volume in uh, growth. So it, it, we know that from last year they had just under half a million. And this year they had just under um, a, uh, a million vehicles. So that's their 90% growth. They uh, nearly doubled. 14% uh, gap operating margin. This is the best in the auto industry right now. Uh, which is really fascinating to me that they th- are now doing better than 100-year-old companies that, that should have refined, gotten their costs worked out, got their production uh, optimized, and and be the ones that are... Uh, Tesla is still a young company in, in the grand scheme of things, and yet now the best in the industry by this metric. That's incredible. I'll keep going if you uh, speak up whenever you want to chime in. So, okay, uh, uh, just just a comment on that. Uh, it's interesting that was mentioned in the earnings call that uh, Elon said when the chip shortage happened in 2021, everybody scrambled. All their yes. departments tried to work things in place to to make it better to continue right. the rollout of cars, uh, and and as Patrick mentioned, a number of other companies, of course, their their amount dropped where Tesla pushed forward because those other companies, I don't think scrambled or tried um, or were yeah, unable they just, to try. Right. They uh, just screamed the at their supplier. Situation. They just kind yeah. of took it and, uh, and ended up losing market share. Yeah, the only one that stood a chance was Toyota. And that's just because they 
actually invented the Toyota uh, production system, and, and they had also been through a chip failure before, so they knew mm. that when they cut other stuff, they knew not to cut the stuff that they couldn't get back quickly. So they right. kept ordering chips just like Tesla did. But Right, uh, and your they, operating they did margin... The, yeah, they did the automotive way. They ordered old chips, just like they always do. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, your, your margins are highly dependent on your volume. If your volume goes down, all those fixed costs have more impact on the products you do deliver. Yeah, but the, the good thing about ordering old chips is that, you know, since you're still using old chips, having extra old chips just means you can use them another year. <laughs> right, but yeah. they're, they're also um, you can't build new capacity for old chips because the right. factories that are being built tend to almost always be for the latest process. Which, which uh, works in so, Tesla's favor because they don't use old chips. <laughs> right, yeah. yes. All right, so the next bullet point was uh, one that I thought was really cool. Um, Mr. Musk said, accumulated profit since the inception of the company is now positive. So as you know, when you start a company, you have a lot of costs and not a lot of income. So every year you're losing money. And the only reason, only way you're able to keep going is if investors believe in the company and they're able to fund that, give them the capital they need to keep the doors open. And uh, so we know that Tesla had had, uh, a year of profitability before joining the S&P 500. But now with this, not only are they profitable, they are historically profitable. For every dollar that they spent, they've now made enough to, to uh, compensate for that. So uh, Musk's quote was, this makes us a real company. <laughs> <laughs> so they're only now a real company. Before this, they were just a toy, I guess. Well, there's so, so many real companies that just lose money, money year after year. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, the next one. This one is uh, near and dear for Mark and I. Texas and Berlin have both begun production. Now, I want to pause there and clarify <laughs> that this is not customer deliveries, which is what our bet is based on. Uh, and uh, uh, Musk also made that clear. He said um, volume production and customer deliveries are what matters, and those are still yet to happen. But uh, they are both making vehicles, which is awesome to see. Oh, uh, he, I got a picture, I got a picture see... response to that. <laughs> yeah. Did, did you that notice he didn't say yes. who <laughs> started first, though? Like, he didn't no. say that. He just said no. that together that. that they've started. So Although, he's, still, he's still promoting the race. He is. Yes, he is. Although, <laughs> the, the news about how each one is starting could could be, you know, the, the tiebreaker for you two. Possibly. Right. We'll find I'll, out. I'll let you get back to that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So next, um, Model Ys from Austin will have or do have the 4680 and a structural battery pack. And they say deliveries will start soon. So that is awesome. We've been wondering about the 4680s uh, and the structural battery pack. And uh, that is happening. I keep sorry. I have KTK. I'm on second screen. And he's sharing some cool stuff, so I keep looking the wrong way. It's there. a structural battery. <laughs> pack. I forgot my camera in, here. The, the structural battery pack in in Austin. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Yeah, they're putting yes. seats on the pack according to the. Uh, the, the... That's right, because the uh, pack's a structure. You can now yeah. place the seats on it and just push it through the under of the car, bolt it in place, and you've got a cross member that attaches the bottom to the bottom of the car with whatever you require on top of it. I wonder right. if you have to fold the carpet back before you insert it. Cause that looks like a, a place that would cause them uh, rework. <laughs> yeah, probably that, but, but just seats 
in general are a real pain to get into yes. the car. You see the bat, the arm going and holding it sideways and turning it when it gets in there. And this just uh, pre-mount them looks really easy when you don't have to go through a door and all this other have to worry about B pillars and everything else. Uh, the floor. Slide it up from the bottom. <laughs> it's it's this is the, this is exactly the innovation that. Uh, makes them a great company is uh, like I was saying, there are a hundred year old companies that don't do it that way and haven't done it that way. And they were, they have something that's good enough and then they just keep doing it. They're not innovative. Uh, okay. So next new factory locations will be announced towards the end of this year. That is fascinating. Where is, will they yes. be? So will it be India? Will it be England? Uh, South Africa. I, I don't know. They didn't mention any of those. They just said that they're they're looking More. now. Uh, <laughs> they have a ramp up. They have two ramp ups to do, so they're not worried about any announcements uh, right now. But but towards the end of this year, will Oklahoma, Oklahoma get back in the race? No. Oklahoma. Canada. <laughs> Canada, Oklahoma. Why not? It uh, it's interesting that. Um that he came out with that statement that they're definitely examining places yes. and possibly they could announce something by the end of the year or near the end of the year. So, uh, so that was, that was also an investor question, which I found kind of funny since he already mentioned it. Why did the question come in with almost the exact same question, uh, which required the same answer. Uh, but that's, you know, mm -hmm. that's how some of these financial institutions are when it comes to their questions. They kind of, not even uh, like repeat themselves yeah. it's not even like like uh, like they didn't know what the what the retail questions were they're published ahead of time yeah and then you can hear which one he picked so you can say all right mark that one off my list mark that one off my list oh that one was good i'm gonna take it because i'm a professional <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah okay so next uh chip shortage is still an issue uh supply chain issues could end up being the limiting factor for their uh production this year so Not a surprise, is it? One. Uh, yeah, that, so yeah. in the past, it's been cells. And this year, it might be other things. Yeah, and, yeah. and they also pointed out several times that the that the chips were the cause, not the cells. Like, to the point where the reason mm -hmm. that their output of, of storage and solder was lower was because they were taking all the basic chips, like time time circuits and, and, and regulators, and putting them in the car instead of into the building stuff. Right. Yeah. 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 They, they, they mentioned this later that it was, it was boring chips like oscillators and things that were the limiting factor. And so those uh, vehicles took priority and the Tesla energy products suffered from that. Yeah. Uh, obviously, obviously that's important to them that they, they want to roll out cars. They wanted to get to that. You know, they, they got to a 90%. They probably wanted a little bit higher. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that uh, that's something that takes priority. It's taken priority in the past too. Um, yes, it has. When the company was real young and was not making profit at all, uh, in order to get it to a point where it was profitable, they had to push out cars and they had to push out as many cars as they possibly could. They're over that hump now, uh, right. but uh, cars still take a large priority of what Tesla does. You also get more free advertising from cars, and your <laughs> yeah. cars are more perishable than 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 your solar and your and your storage because they don't move, they don't change that often. But the cars, there's there, there's there have been times in the past where Tesla would make them obsolete before they arrived. 
like while they're on the truck. <laughs> and they might get back to that again, but uh, I, I think the last time they did it at a, at a big uh, number was when they last when they pulled back the seven day no no questions asked return policy because they had just obsoleted like half the cars in transit. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, it's it's definitely easy to get FOMO if you uh, want the latest and greatest. Uh, that, that that's a cycle of with Tesla. You better be leasing short term leases. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> so if not you what I do. Tesla, you'll, you'll never actually have a car if you if you're waiting for the for them to settle for a minute because they don't. Right. Yes. If you see something that meets your needs, get it. That's our motto here. Yeah, it should All be right. absolutely. Yes. Okay. Next yeah, on the list. Go ahead. Okay. FSD will be Tesla's most important source of revenue at some point in the future. <laughs> well, I mean, it's really expensive software, so right, that's easy. <laughs> yes, um, Musk said it's going to be a step function in safety. Uh, it will be one of the most significant asset increases in history. And um, he hopes it will happen this year. And he gets into some details later, um, but... Uh, I'll be that shocked be... if it's not, he says. Uh, yeah, that was... Okay, yeah, since you've let the cat out of the bag. Uh, later on, uh, someone asked about the same topic, and... Oh, I'm sorry, we... I didn't... They, they duplicated oh, themselves so much this, the... today. Yeah, but, but the, the context in the, in the second one was slightly different. Okay. Um, so, the uh, here's the question. Um, someone asked if Dojo was required to get to level four, and he said, no, it is not needed. They have GPU clusters now. That's getting things done. Dojo would really just help increase the cycle rate. And uh, the more you can iterate, the more you can solve problems, the more you can step down the march of nines. So and the march of nines. Somebody else the same question later, and he gave the same answer. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't even think I took notes on the second one because like, this has already been addressed. So what, what he said he thinks is he would be shocked if it doesn't happen this year is that FSD beta can drive better than a human. Uh, humans are not great drivers. We're, We're distracted, um, and sometimes inebriated, and, and uh, other things. And um, so the, the real question is, when can FSD be 1,000 times better, 10,000 times better than a human? That's the March of Nines. And um, it's the, Tesla can see all of the data from FSD beta, how many interventions are happening per mile, and that is improving, and it's uh, continuing to improve. There are um, improvements to the FSD stack still coming, and that they expect that to continue to improve. So that there's a clear path to this improving this year, and uh, it, it's it's exciting to see. As Casey and I were talking about at the beginning of the show, we both have it. It's it's fun to use. Uh oh. Oh. I thought you guys dropped. I was like, oh, no, I want to show by myself. Uh, <laughs> so there you go. I was looking at ways to not get the text all over your face while you were talking. <laughs> that's... <laughs> yeah, so that's, uh, that's kind of interesting that, the, um, uh, that it was presented, I guess, in that way. Um, it's, it is the March of Nines. They're going to have to get uh, over time. It, they're not looking just to be as good as a human. Right. They need to be, you know, ten times, twenty yeah. times, a hundred times better than a human. That's what that's what they know. Regulators are going to require is that type yes. of data that's well, not showing only require, that they, but 
But if, if they if they're biased, paid for regulators and politicians, it's going to be really tough to diff- to 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 continue with any sort of biases or lies. I think it's I think it's, gonna, I think it's an uphill it's battle happen. regardless. Oh, Casey, it will be. I think I think but, this is going to be the toughest battle they will have. Yeah, uh, but if it's two thousand times better than a human, better. and somebody is saying, "Oh, computer's bad," yeah, it's going to be it's really tough for them to make that argument. Bud when you have overwhelming facts on your side, yeah, yeah. not just slightly better facts on your side. I, I think, right. I think, I think the facts will be contested. Oh, of I course. think the, they um, will definitely be. They say, "Well, these facts come from the company, not from a independent body." Uh, the the facts come from the uh, calculations of Tesla. I can see all that happening. Yeah. I watched 40 I, minutes of YouTube videos and I think it's horrible. There you go. There you go. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm wondering if if they will have sold it to other people by by the time that they're ready to apply to get their own um, driver's license, essentially for the cars. Mm, that's fascinating. Yeah, because we'll... it'll be a lot tougher when you've got Tesla, GM, Ford, whoever else buys into this thing. And they're all got their own data plus Tesla's data. It's gonna be harder to argue with. Make those arguments. Well, I, you know, you know what I can see happening is, and we've seen this in some YouTube videos where a person has taken the car to a driving instructor. Yeah. And they've gone out on the road and performed a driving test that a new driver does in that state, and they've provided a, in some cases a pass for Tesla currently. On yeah. FSD, mm-hmm. so I I could see that would be a way to you know bypass the well you're collecting data and you're construing data and all that. If the car can pass a state pass a run thousand driving test, test this year, mm-hmm. uh, then you know the, and and it does it maybe in a in a fashion where it checks all the boxes and there's no points deducted for any any miscalculation of of the car driving. Then you know it might be a very easy thing to say. You know what? Uh, the computer has got it down pat. Um, yep. It it is it is capable of driving itself. I'm curious when Elon says this year for his his, his surprise if it's not, does that include interacting with road ragers, both uh, people who <laughs> it comes across uh, and and ones that it incites, uh, as well as uh, people who are not actually uh, let's call it let's call them some sort of incapacitated. Uh, you do come across that a little more frequently than you'd expect. I I, I don't know. I, I I think that I think his timetable is as all Elon timetables typically are. It's a little Three bit years. on the. Yeah, it's <laughs> a little bit <laughs> premature uh, based on what's going on. Based on what you and Patrick have experienced to this point, and again, I know that Elon is beyond the simple mistakes and things. He's already looking at the big picture. He's looking from. 100,000 feet up, down onto it, and he can see yeah. the roadmap of where they're going and how uh, they need to do certain work in certain fields. And I, I believe that he thinks that a lot of these things are covered and that uh, all mm-hmm. it requires is a little more grinding and getting unique situations mapped out so that it can handle mm-hmm. it better in the future. Uh, but as an overall problem, I believe Elon believes it's solved. I, I don't think it's impossible. It's going to be a Herculean effort to get it there by the end of the year, but I can see it happening. Uh, if, if, if we look at, you know, the way they've been going, I might suggest that by the end of next year, but uh, they're adding yeah, there more were, resources to it every day. So it's true. There was a comment in the chat here that um, 
better than a human. Well, what human? Yeah. <laughs> there's some that aren't very good. Some are a lower <laughs> bar than others. Right, right. And wasn't well, there a comment like, that there's there's now almost 60,000 60, FSD mm -hmm. drivers? Yeah, that mm. are uh, that are part of the program. Yeah, and and and, and like like Mr. YouTube said, uh, I I think that it, you know if it can if it can compare favorably to teenagers, then 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 we're already uh, past that. Ooh, I got to share the road with experiment uh, right. sentiment that some of the troglodytes have. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, that's what okay. David has said in the comments. He he worries about anti-EV and FSD types that he's seen as just a normal Tesla driver. Like that uh, fool who tried to run the test car during the video off the road. Exactly. Uh, mm -hmm. Exactly. By the video, so, I mean, was it uh, the, the first FSD uh, promo they did? Right. That that stuff is going to happen. Uh, that, you know, that uh, that is the way that some people operate out there. Uh, you know, the rolling coal thing. Uh, it's yeah. another it's another thing that happens even though it shouldn't but it does so fsd yeah. is going to have to deal with all those different variants yeah i just saw a video today of uh a guy in a truck who was shining a bright flashlight in the driver's face next to him trying to cause him to crash and, and it wasn't a tesla video but it was just idiots in cars uh yeah and yeah going to work <laughs> <laughs> There'll be a lot less of that when it's they can just sit back and, and, and really play is. on their phones, right? Yeah, and if when when at the point you're not driving, that's going to be annoying, but you're just not going to cause the car to crash. So right, okay. Well, right now, while, right. while I still have to pay attention to the road, it still is a little infuriating when somebody cuts you off and goes really slow. Um, yeah, like when there's a lot of space you. behind you. I understand, like if there's no other space, but like they specifically get in front of you and then do 20 under what you were doing. It is still. <laughs> yeah. You can't claim they were in a hurry that they needed to get in front of you when they slow down. And yeah. But, yeah. A, but a plus is that FF FSD is not going to be upset. Right. Well, it will when not someone ride. does cut them off. My, mine, mine rides their bumper for a minute before it gives up. <laughs> <laughs> Cause it was trained by a human. Right. Mine changes lanes a little bit too much. It's like, okay, I know I need to My be in the My favorite is it lane. changes away from where it needs to go. Hey, uh, lane change coming up in 0.2 miles. Let's let's get the opposite lane. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it it uh, changes lanes too often and, and too too many times in the wrong direction. Yeah. Uh, but but anyway, uh, it will improve. Next on the list for 2022, the focus is scaling output. Um New vehicle introductions, this was an interesting point, in 2021 would have reduced their output. So they were supply chain constrained. And if they would have introduced any new vehicles during that time, then uh, they would have had to go through that ramp up. They would have had to go through that uh, uh, qualification and that would have absorbed parts that would have stopped vehicles from going out the door. So there were no new vehicles introduced in 2021. And since... The supply chain is continuing to be a problem in 2022. There will be no new vehicles coming in 2022. So no Cybertruck, no Roadster, no $25,000 car. Now, the one that I kind of, he didn't mention this, but he, what he about the, the semi? semi? He yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. fill me in. I missed that. Yeah, he said no semi either. Um, but I wonder if that includes the 15 for Pepsi. Right. right. So if, they did debut a photo today of four semis together at the did. charger. Right. Did. So if that's a test fleet versus a production fleet, that, that might, uh, because that they did say be that they're continuing 
work on all of these. So they're going to continue to refine them to make them better. The engineering and design work will continue. But so this uh, one on the on the end, uh, you notice it's got a different uh, yeah. size fairing. I wonder if it's uh, the it short range versus the long range. It doesn't range. have right. a fairing on that one. So that's right. a, that's just a short range truck because it doesn't have a highway fairing. Okay. The better to deliver chips with. That's <laughs> yeah. yeah, that one might be potato uh, chips <laughs> around town. Uh, you know, like from the warehouse to the to the shipyard versus uh, from uh, L.A. to New York. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Uh, okay. Um, so th then the next thing they said that this includes Optimus. So when they said no new product introduction, they included Optimus Subprime, their uh, the Tesla bot in that. Um, and then Musk went on to say that uh, Optimus has the potential to become eventually a bigger business than their vehicle business. Because right. you look at all the places that labor is done and that Optimus could be in, uh, used, uh, that's a huge market. But uh, that's you know, 2030 kind of time frame, I think, um, personally. Yeah, it's it, that is far off. Like, it, it, yeah. It, obviously, FSD beta for the car is is all encompassing uh, for the engineering department, uh, the software writing group. Like that's yes. that's number one. Um, yes, the work that's going to be done on the robot is well, don't forget the robot needs FSD to function. To be, so it's going to be <laughs> right. uh, new new work done on it. Uh, it's just it's it's a completely different thing that's going to take a, a much longer time. That's a that is a long-term project compared to uh, FSD uh, being done, according to Elon, by the end of this year. But it is a great recruiting tool. It is. <laughs> I, I have a feeling that, that that we won't see any major progress on the robot until uh, until they're ready to start either collecting the data for or applying for their driver's license for the car. Because at that point, then they'll have you know they won't have as much that they can do. But right now, they they. They need this other thing to go, especially with Elon saying that's going to be their biggest revenue generator. Right. At some point in the future, right? Like it's yeah, at some point in the future for sure. It's it's not uh, it's. I'm I'm curious how quickly well, they... when he when he when he said that that FSD, uh, which of course is software, is going to be the biggest revenue where you jump for Tesla, and and maybe in the history of the world. Absolutely. If you've got millions of cars on the road mm -hmm. that overnight you could charge a hundred grand per car and uh, it could turn into a full self-driving vehicle. Yeah. Like that, that's, that's a scale that has been unseen in mankind's history. Uh, yeah, being I'm, I'm... able to, to jump those type of numbers. But you notice that one of the calls in was what's the uptake on full self-driving. And they yeah, completely that said, that's not the question. You know, right. and, and, and it's, so we never know what the actual uptake is on FSD for all the cars sold. We don't know what that is. They never want to talk about it. So I believe it is kind of low. Like it, oh, it, because so. they don't want to talk about it at all. And this is not the only question we've heard in previous earning calls. We've heard this question come up a few times. So uh, it's, it's a big thing. And Elon kept pressing during the call about how this FSD is completely undervalued. People don't yes. understand how this will change the world once it is functioning and operating correctly. 
he, he talked about that, uh, I think, three times during the call mm -hmm. specifically, mm -hmm. that this is going to change everything. And people don't realize it, and people don't know it's coming. Well, not just my own complaints about when it's not there. Uh, other people are starting to realize this as well. They, they When they get in another car that doesn't have any level of, of, of autopilot, and, and they realize how much they, they miss it for the you know, mm -hmm. boring drives. And, mm -hmm. and for me, it's, it's even worse because, you know, it's like it's there and then it's not because whatever reason it doesn't want to work that day, it's going on a strike. And <laughs> it's like, hey, you appreciate me now, don't you? No matter how bad I am. <laughs> but I'm, I'm wondering now, with Elon right. really gung-ho on this one-year thing, are they gonna, is he going to push them to raise the price of the subscription sooner than they might have? Because mm. uh, he said the, the, the only thing they were waiting for on the subscription raising was for it to be ready. And so if he thinks it's ready in a year, is he going to push them for the, that raise to start getting that revenue? He's already raised the price of, of, uh, of, of the, you know, buy it outright price. Yeah. But it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's been a small raise compared to what's coming. So and compared to what they've done in the past as well. Yeah. Like it, it's, mm -hmm. it's not, it is not something it, it's, it's going to change the paradigm for people buying that option. Uh, you know, and people thinking that, well, I'll just, I'll just rent it. Well, you know what? The rental price is going up too. Uh, mm -hmm. It's just a matter of time. Yeah. And, and the, way, the, way that, the way he pressed on, this is going to be the biggest money maker for Tesla in the future. And people don't realize what an asset this is. And people don't know what's coming. Casey, I think we're all in for a really surprise when the, when they start charging real money for this thing. Well, especially it's going when, to be incredible. When he said that it's going to be um, cheaper to own it, no matter no matter what he's done to the price, that also gives you a clue about where that subscription yeah. price is where's, going. Where's the subscription going? Yeah. And, and when we did the math on it when, it, when it first came out on the subscription, it it, it was like a five-year payoff, but it was still, yeah. like after that year five, it was you know all, all gravy. But right. uh, I imagine he's going to crank that a little bit like so that's the point in a lease even it will be more sense to just buy it we'll see yeah okay next on the list drew baglino um i i have it in my notes here that he's the cto i don't think that's his official title but titles don't mean anything at tesla so <laughs> this is i'm gonna call him the cto <laughs> <laughs> he took over for jb so there you go uh cell manufacturing Sells from suppliers are not their limiting factor for this year, which is a good thing to hear, I guess. Yes. Well, good and bad. There's always something that's limiting them. In this case, it's probably chips. That's so, yeah, 4680s are now currently being put into vehicles in Austin, as we talked about earlier. And he said he's recently toured the cell factory in Austin, and it is incredible. Yeah, so that, that's great to hear. The 4680 concerns are being minimized as they go, days go by. So yes. uh, that's a big plus that Tesla is going to be able to start shipping those 4680s, a new battery uh, format uh, that can go into the Model Y, their highest, which will be their highest production car. If it's not already, it very soon will be. And uh, they right. talked about, of course, that being even more profitable than any than uh, than the Model Three, uh, which Correct. contributed to, of course, their overall uh, profitability of the company in 2021. So, uh, uh, being able to pump out structural packs at Austin and start to ramp up is going to be very good for Tesla. Uh, and of course, battery 
utilization of being able to use both 4680s, 2170s, and 18650s all rolls into vast amounts of vehicles to be produced and sold. Yeah, right. as we saw on some of the folks who did the registration data, because Tesla won't tell us three versus why, uh, the folks that actually went to all the DMVs and other countries' versions of the same thing and found out the Model Y was you know just squeaking on past the Model 3 and everything else. And I expect that to continue now that they've figured out production and have two new factories that only make Model Ys coming up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's interesting that that's their most profitable vehicle right now. Uh, well, they said more profitable than the three. Right. And uh, yeah, yeah probably, I'm sure probably the, the X could be more profitable, but of course, yeah. lower volume. Lower volume. Way yeah. low. And they didn't make it for most of the year. Right. <laughs> Um, there was speaking of 4680, so we'll, we can roll this one in now. Uh, near the end, there was a question uh, Will other suppliers make 4680s? And uh, Drew's an, uh, answer was yes, that they're working with partners and suppliers. They want this to become a standard cell size, that it's, it's very good at driving down costs. They think that it will find other customers, other markets, other use cases that it will be good for. Um, but but they did say it's not. They don't expect it to uh, be dominating the market. There are use cases where that's not the best, and in, in fact, they said that their iron batteries will not be using forty six eighty, and they have no plans to move them to forty six eighty. That they will be other form factors. Yeah, we saw Panasonic and LG both demonstrate their forty six eighty cells uh, outside of the Tesla application. Right. For the yeah, getting those um, in other places just makes that a more commodity sell that brings down the prices for everybody using it. So, yeah, that it would be silly of them to try to make it a walled garden. Yeah, and uh, that, that brings up volume. So if you've got mm -hmm. places like Giga Nevada that's producing 2170s and they've been doing it now for years, uh, they're only... Their only uh, job is to continue and to increase production on that 2170. Why go in and upset the Apple cart and say, okay, now you're going to start making 4680s and slow down production. Uh, th right. They're going to use every available battery they can because they know the volume of their cars is continuing to grow by a factor of this year of 90%. So next year, they're expecting that same type of thing. So you need every available battery you can get in order to keep pushing out cars in those greater volumes. I mean, when Tesla started, the 18650 was part of the reason they were able to get the price of the Roadster down to yep. really yes. affordable. But now look at this. This is a regular battery pack for like a cell phone or whatever. And it's got uh, eight 2170s in it. <laughs> oh, yeah, so 2170s uh, are, are branching out into other applications. That's awesome. Right. But if everybody needs your form factor, and, then, and, and, and if their chemistry is anything near what you need, then it's a lot easier to get the volume, which brings your price down. So Right. Right's law. It'd be, exactly. It'd be a little weird for them to, to, to go back to the walled garden approach after how they got started. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Okay, so next on this list was Zachary Kirkhorn, their CFO. Um, he made a few points that I think are worth bringing up here. Regulatory credits are reducing. They are trending lower, and Tesla does not need them for profitability. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, for all the uh, Q folks out there who are uh, saying, oh, no, they're only profitable because of this, and they'll fail as soon as those are gone, nah, 
<laughs> and this is this has been true. Like we've been watching it in their numbers, the, the the amount of money they've been getting for credits has been dropping. And each time yep. they say, "Oh, this is what we get without it," and we don't mm -hmm. need them. And then, hey, free free money, we'll take it. Yeah, like, right. like it was fantastic during twenty twenty one that you're, you're getting some gravy, fantastic. But you know what? The main chunk of the business is being made by the volume of cars. You yeah. sell nine hundred thousand plus vehicles at a profit margin. It doesn't matter about regulatory credits, and uh, right. that has been an end of story for some time. And uh, this is just another another uh, confirmation that those days are coming to an end. And Tesla really doesn't care. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What did they say? Uh, One point five million run rate. Uh, yeah. I, I, um, are you talking about for uh, growth for uh, next year? Uh, One point two two million. Uh, if they were to use q4 numbers and not improve at all just keep doing that right yep uh the next thing that uh the cfo mentioned was that they are continuing to retire debt so in the past tesla was much more of a risk to creditors and they were not getting great loan rates um and now they can just pay those off and uh open new lines at better rates if they need it um yeah here's the here's the comment you were just asking about um with just Fremont and Shanghai, they expect to have 50% growth. So that's not even counting Austin or Berlin. So uh, they came in at um, 950,000. And uh, so 50% growth on that at another 450. And uh, so uh, it, it should be, I'm starting to think that uh, Mark's number it was better. <laughs> Mark might be the, the winner for uh, next year's volume. <laughs> Depending on how the chip shortage goes, if that's the limiting factor, Casey and I still have a chance. Yeah. <laughs> Depending on the chip shortage, Mark could win. Yeah, it's uh, chip shortage and employment. It's, it's interesting that um, what kind of ramp are we going to see from from Berlin and uh, from uh, Texas? It's going to yeah. it's going to greatly affect the company's uh, output, as we knew. Uh, mm -hmm. But this just kind of uh, highlights it that uh, it's it's a big factor, and uh, getting those uh, on up to speed. Uh, if they can do it like Shanghai did it, we're in for an incredible uh, 2022. Right. Yeah. I'm not sure they can because it, it seems that China is a well-oiled machine, uh, and and that's the only place you could use oil in this story. But uh, <laughs> it's. Uh, it's something that uh, China does extremely well and has been doing it for a long time in in almost all their industries. Uh, so it's mm -hmm. not a surprise that they were able to do it. Can they duplicate that in Germany and Texas? I would say not quite. I would but say that we'll there's see. still some lessons learned from China that they can apply to these two Definitely. Factors. Yep. Definitely. Hopefully they can take those lessons and implement them before yeah. Texas and Berlin even start. Yeah, right. and we saw they learned the lessons from the Model 3 in Fremont and applied them immediately to China. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what else uh, is on here? Um, this was interesting. He said that he expects in 2022 software to become a profit center for Tesla. Now, when he says software, what was he talking about? We've already discovered, <laughs> discussed FSD. Um, he, he did a later um, go on and say that as more people start using FSD beta, 
that he expects the take rate to increase because as it has more features, more functionality, uh, if your friend with the Tesla gets it and you go for a ride in it, you're going to order it too. Uh, so um, that's, uh, and as the prices go up, there's people will be paying more for it. So it's interesting that he expects that this year. That was the part that I found interesting. And that's not the only software they sell. It's just the most expensive right. one. They've got, Will they've they got have the games? auto bidder. They've got games. They've got mm-hmm. other features you can add to your car. Right. Like, will they have an app store where you can buy apps for your Tesla? Well, I mean, they've got the Ryzen chip coming in there. And mm-hmm. I, 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 he's, he's, he's touched on the app store before. And he said, you know, they need a certain amount of deployed deployments before it was worth looking into. And I think they're going to hit that this year if they haven't already. Yeah, right. like uh, having over a million cars on the road already, and this year looking to, you know, possibly 1.5 up to two times that, uh, you've got when does critical mass for an app store appear? Uh, mm-hmm. It's uh, it's a number of vehicles, and uh, that number could be, well, could be 3 million, could be 4, could be 5. Uh, they're going to be there within two years, maybe two and a half. They're definitely going to be there. So right. you, don't uh, about, you don't have to worry about fart apps because they've already got that built in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting that, that Tesla is looking at itself, uh, that its biggest profitability is going to be software. And mm-hmm. uh, when have you ever heard that from a car company? Never. Right. It just doesn't yeah. exist. It just does right. not exist. It, it might have so, looked that way with what they were charging for map updates, though. yeah okay so we're 46 minutes in and only halfway through my list so i'm going to speed it up Um, okay the next question was a interesting one um home uh products do they expect to do anything in that space and uh this was an interesting answer removing natural gas from homes from water heating and hvac would have a big impact it is in line with their mission it is something they want to do but they have no plans to work on it this year and that uh that's a new product (laughs) exactly and no new products coming this year they said the things they do in a vehicle are way harder than what it would be to do in a home where it's a stationary device Uh, it doesn't matter size doesn't matter (laughs) yeah yeah um it doesn't have to be mobile you can uh must talked about how they could package it and make it really pretty make it connected make it smart and it would be uh far better than anything else that's out there today but uh, they said if somebody else could do it sooner, please, please do it. <laughs> Which, how often do you hear that? Uh, yeah. We have these great product ideas, but hey, if someone else could do it sooner and better, go for it. <laughs> yeah. And actually, that was part of the earnings call is, is that Musk said uh, ideas are overrated. Uh, it's, yes. the, it's the action or the creation of those ideas that matters. Uh, uh, we get lots of ideas. It's just uh, the time and engineering to get some of these done. Uh, th- that is the problem. Right. I found that fascinating. Having worked in tech for a long time, you have these on-high architects who come up with lots of great ideas. And then I was the guy in the trenches actually re- releasing products and trying to make things work. And uh, 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 people who write foilware just annoy me. If you're not cranking out code, shut up. so my uh being uh there was a comment uh here so how are things organized for research and development 
And the answer was, we don't have research centers, labs, or incubators. It's all about improving the products and improving their manufacturability. And then there was a, uh, it's a one F and go. Uh, <laughs> that was an interesting comment. Uh, uh, I don't necessarily the context there, but okay. Uh, Tesla does not place a value on the ideas. The value is on the execution. Ideas are cheap and easy. Taking something from to volume production is the hard part. There's no need for a research center to come up with ideas. <laughs> that yep. was the, uh, yeah, fast. That's, that's... And, and that, that's just a repeat. It's been said over and over where, where Elon has said specifically, prototypes are easy. Manufacturing mm -hmm. is hard. Yeah, right. Yeah, so a company whose focus is like this, it's not just about the idea. And a lot of people in, in other companies come up with ideas and then get promoted and other people get stuck with their ideas that are only half figured out and have to make it work and uh, don't get the recognition that the idea guy did. And the, the Tesla's not like that at all. If, if, uh, if you can't get it into volume production, if you can't do it affordably, if you can't make it so that it's profitable, it's not worth doing. So yeah, that was a, I, I love that culture. And uh, just inter introduce uh, David Watts put in a comment about, do we think FSD will be a mandatory part of purchasing a car and not an option in the future? I think that really is an yeah. excellent question because we don't know, because Tesla talked about how this software is going to be their, their biggest profitability going forward. That could be uh, if they had a limiting amount of cars, I could definitely see them saying you got to buy FSD with a car. Otherwise, the car is not for sale because we've sold it anyways. Uh, mm -hmm. We've sold it to somebody else and we can make more money if we sell it to somebody else that buys the FSD. So you know what? If you want the car, you got to buy the software. That definitely could be something that could happen. $25,000 car, $50,000 FSD. Yep. <laughs> and we saw this with Tesla Solar when they were short on power walls. They said you can only get a power wall if you're buying solar. Yeah, you could not buy them standalone. Same thing. So yeah, they I could definitely see them bundling this at some point in the future. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt, Patrick. No, 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 it's fine. That was uh, right on point. Um, okay, so next was Dojo. <laughs> the question was, uh, uh, when is it coming out? And uh, we we touched on this. So I'll go quick. Uh, they are plan. It's planned to roll out this summer. The GPU clusters that they're using keep getting better, though. So it's a moving target for Dojo. And Dojo is not a requirement. The uh, team will use whatever gets the job done best. So uh, the Dojo team has to entice the team that's doing the FSD development. And that means that it has to work better. It has to work faster. It has to give them the results they need. And so it's, it's not like, oh, we've designed this and now you have to use it, <laughs> which is how it might roll out in another company. Oh, for sure. Uh, because th they would say, no, we want to, we want to stop paying those GPU clusters. The, that's not exactly, that's not at all how Tesla's doing it. It's like, unless it's better, forget about it. And uh, so success is not guaranteed. Again, this turned into a recruiting. If you want to come and help work on Dojo, it's an awesome project. We need you. And um, then the uh, the last point on here was Dojo as a service. So that yeah that that could end up rolling out, but but this is their focus right now. Um, uh, it it's one of those um, we'll think about it later. It's almost like Dojo is is been built for something else that we are not even aware of, uh, because it's it's interesting that it's not conditional that FSD uses it. It's not conditional that FSD will need it to complete. Um, it does speed up the process in, in some cases, possibly, 
Uh, but that's not even a sure thing. Uh, yeah, FSD right. could complete on its own without the use of Dojo almost entirely. And that seems viable uh, by the Tesla team. So what is Dojo really for? Uh, is it another service? <laughs> it's yeah, Optimus Optimus. will need it for sure because it's a lot more than, than what you'll encounter on the road. Right. Yeah. Training it to walk around in a factory or a warehouse or a house is uh, there's going to be so much more AI training that's needed. They're going to have to have an incredibly fast in-house system to do it. So I think that's the real outside because the car can drive outside. (laughs) Right. So, yeah, Optimus might be able to run down the street at 35 really well, but that's about all it'll be able to do initially. At four, <laughs> he's allowed to run faster. Optimus will be it will be a courier. That's it. He carries one box at a time, and it, it uses the streets. Oh, yeah. He's afraid of dogs when he's delivering the mail. <laughs> I, I, I keep thinking back to that Will Smith movie, um, I Robot, oh, yeah. that, with the FedEx uh, dryer, FedEx robot that shows up at his door. That's what I keep thinking about uh, whenever I think of Optimus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tesla Insurance was next. It's currently offered in five states. But uh, California does not allow them to individualize the rate based on the data like the other states do. And uh, so they're going to push California in that direction because they think it's the best thing for the customer. There's no reason that uh, if you're a good driver, you should have to supplement somebody who isn't and vice versa. So uh, people paying based on their actual performance is, is the right thing to do. Their goal is to make it so that U.S. Tesla drivers... By the end of this year, 80% of them could opt for Tesla insurance. Hmm. So that's that's a huge um, goal to go from five states to 80% of where their customers are. Now, their customers are not evenly distributed, distributed, so distributed. So I assume that means that the, the left and right coasts are going to be their primary focus, um, although they didn't mention which states. And they said if they hit that 80% goal, that their focus is then going to move to Europe. Sorry, Mark, not Canada. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's interesting. Uh, If you look at the safety score that both you guys had to go through in order to get FSD beta, Mm -hmm. um, it was not a pleasant thing to use, was it? No. But it the, was, the, the beauty the beauty of what Elon described is that you can dial in whatever you want your rate to be. You can just, all right, I'm fine with whatever 85 people pay. Let me get an 85. But if you're ultimate cheapskate, you're going to get that 100, and you'll have that, you know, the, the ultimate low price, whether you like driving you'll it or be, not. You'll be driving like a grandma. Like, <laughs> yes. it, 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 it's, it's it maybe, you know, certainly I can't say that they're going to use that safety score as it is. It's not, it's certainly going to evolve. It's going to get better. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to pull in different types of matrices. Uh, but mm-hmm. right now, it's very limiting uh, into yeah. what it is. Uh, it, it, along with the software, will evolve, and, and hopefully it will, it will become viable for people to use in that way. Right. Um, and they did say that they are seeing people improve based on the feedback. So people who have good scores are getting in fewer accidents, fewer crashes, and um, being able to tell drivers, hey, you take turns a little fast. You uh, might want to slow that down. That's yeah. where you could have lost control if it was uh, icy or if there was gravel Sandy. or something. Yeah. And so, you know, uh, if you get that feedback today and then tomorrow you take a turn a little slower where you might have spun your back end out uh, and then you don't, great. Yeah. Like, but even people like me, that once you're in the beta, you'll, you'll or, or the equivalent, whenever, whenever you get there, 
you'll find that uh, that you just do less driving, and so you know the car gives itself a perfect score, even though it drives worse than you do. And... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. The system is rigged. Yes, it <laughs> so, encourages. So you, you can find yourself in that lowest bracket, and you're only driving in parking lots and uh, in you know on the track in track mode or whatever. But uh, I hope there's a like pushing track mode will in the future just turn that off while you're right. Yes. Why yeah. is it? Why is it this guy everywhere he goes? It's the track. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, use that combined There's with GPS. There's no track on the interstate. What? <laughs> right. <laughs> Speed limit 200. Oh, okay. He must be on the track. That's <laughs> yeah, okay. He's on track. He's on the track. <laughs> All right. Next on the list is the Cybertruck. They asked, what are the limiting factors? They said it's not batteries, but there is still new tech that needs to be worked out there. Um, they want this to be a tech-filled vehicle from the future, but you can't just throw in the kitchen sink because cost. Uh, so they're trying to find the right balance of features and cost. And uh, that is something they can, now that it's not going to be released this year, something they can continue to work out this year. There was a question about volume, which I was shocked that they answered. Um, Musk said he expects to eventually get to a rate of about 250,000 vehicles per year. That's their goal for the Cybertruck. Yep, quarter of a million per year. So uh, that's that, uh, they, they doesn't, showed up. doesn't bode well for the 1.3 million orders that uh, are possibly out there. Uh, oh, <laughs> you're talking you're talking five years. Uh, obviously, that's going to change. That is a floating number. Uh, but uh, we we mentioned this on the show last week and the week before about the Cybertruck. It's not just the batteries. It's a completely mm -hmm. different installation. It's an exoskeleton. It's different materials. It's not aluminum. It's steel. It's folded mm -hmm. steel. It's not. It's not put together the same way at all. So right. a lot of learning curves in front of these guys, uh, as well as uh, Patrick mentioned, the big thing about it being what's the cost. Yeah, and then the castings are larger, so you you need mm -hmm. your your mega castings. You can't just use your 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 your, your or giga castings. You can't just use your mega castings to to get it done. Right. Yeah. Probably, probably the next year they'll double it, but that mm -hmm. first year, 250 seems like a lot to me to be a brand new product. Oh yeah, I don't, I don't think that's 2023 uh, volume, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. All right, next January. Anyways, um, <laughs> there was a question about their margin, and Zach Kirkhorn gave a list of things that uh, impacted. Um, Model Y capacity increases are their priority because those are more profitable than Model Three. Localizing helps their margin. The new Model S and X rollout is going to help their margin because, they, as we mentioned earlier, they haven't been shipping those significantly. Uh, but then he said that now those are all in the plus category. There's also inflation. Supply chain costs have increased. And they're launching two factories that, of course, have a cost. So how those all play out over the year is a mixed bag. And, of course, the FSD rollout will continue. And if the uh, take rate increases, that could have a significant impact. So... So here's some things that help, and here's some wild cards. Good luck. You figured out. You're the financial <laughs> analyst. <laughs> it could, anything could happen just based right. on the wild cards. Yeah. So uh, not, no real clear, uh, clear road there for sure. Right. Okay, we covered this one. Um, Megapacks. So the next question was about their stationary energy storage. And uh, the answer I found fascinating. They are going to move all of them to iron-based batteries. Um, and then Musk went off on a side tangent talking about how iron is formed as a star supernovas. 
<laughs> True, but irrelevant. But yeah. unless you're going unless you want to change all these to like supernova, red star, uh, white dwarf, whatever. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> then, then, uh, but uh, no. Okay, so back off of his tangent. Um, the energy business was shortchanged uh, in 2021 on cells because vehicles took priority, as we talked about. Um, their business, their energy business, will get to terawatt hour at some time. They expect to see 40 to 50 percent growth this year in 2022, but that growth could be two to three hundred percent. But they are constrained, and uh, so uh, 50 percent growth is uh, all we can expect. And um, they want to grow it, it is very much in their uh, charter because this helps um, solar and, and renewables work better, that helps decarbonize the grid. So, uh, they are only slightly de-emphasizing it and want to get it to where they no longer have to de-emphasize it. Yeah. So yeah. a big part of their business, and they keep saying an equal part, if not greater over time. Yes. Uh, mm -hmm. But uh, in the short term, they're certainly concentrating on the cars. Well, because the and cars keep giving changed. them curveballs. First you had the Model 3 ramp, and then you had the chip shortage. And yep. Before the chip shortage, you had the battery shortage. <laughs> But but there's certainly an increase if you watch it uh, quarter over quarter. Uh, yeah. It is growing, and uh, Tesla it hasn't mothballed it. All it mm -hmm. is is just being constrained somewhat uh, uh, by supply. Yeah, uh, right. Day had a good question about the uh, uh, the Model Three castings. I, I have a feeling that that we'll get there because when we look at the at the refresh S and X, they have a significantly larger portion of them that are cast than before. But as we saw with Sandy starting to take it apart, the front is still piecemeal in the Model S. <laughs> yeah. 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 But that's... that, that all, you know, that again is supply too, right? Mm -hmm. How many mega castings do you have? How much can they produce? And why are and we going back and fixing the S when yeah. we have more Ys to sell? Like yeah, it's, right. it's, it all, you know, it's all assets and, and how you use those assets. Yeah, if we use a mega casting on the S, how many Model Ys are we going to lose out on because of the, exactly. the S is finally fixed? Yeah. <laughs> I've got two more points. Go ahead. Uh, okay. So FSD attach rate and uh, deferred income. So people that have paid for it, Tesla cannot recognize that all of that revenue because they haven't delivered all of what we paid for. So as new features roll out, they can recognize more revenue. So this uh, fi this financial analyst was asking about that, and Musk said, "You're asking the wrong question. You <laughs> you are trying to look in the rearview mirror to determine what the future is going to be, and you need to look out the front windshield." And uh, so uh, he went on about how great FSD is going to be, how it's going to uh, roll out, what that's going to mean for the world. And one thing that I found fascinating, he said, "Robotaxi." will be cheap and people will use them. And if you had the option between taking door to door or taking public transportation and they're, they cost the same or, or even door to door is less, you're going to pick door to door. Uh, now the one drawback to this is there could be a lot more traffic on the roads. And all the time when I hear people talking about robotaxi, they say this is going to mean fewer vehicles on the road. And I don't see it that way. Because uh, when I drive to work and I park, my car is now off the road. If that were instead a robo taxi, now it would drive somewhere else with nobody in the vehicle to pick them up. So you increase the number of zero passenger miles um, when you have shared vehicles. And, and there's other reasons that shared vehicles are good. 
but but traffic is not one of them. So so everybody who says, oh, we're going to be able to shut down half the roads. Now, you will be able to get rid of parking, but yeah. you're going to need those for new lanes. <laughs> you, you, you would be, if everything was a robo-taxi, then, then, and, and they were all shared, you might be able to get rid of some capacity. But, but yeah, you're right. Like, in the short term, it's actually going to increase traffic. But at the same time, it also creates demand for tunnels. Right. Yes, yes. <laughs> and that's exactly where the conversation went with his uh, little company that started as a joke but now might be able to help with this situation that uh, is most likely coming. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So uh, I, that I was think it. People for, would pay a premium as, as well. Like if bus costs $2, I think people would be willing to pay uh, $2 and a quarter to, to, you know, the door to door in privacy. Right. Or what I kind of see happening is if you have um, like, we have a light rail system here and there are park and ride stations. So the light rail is great for getting downtown because you bypass all that traffic and yeah. it's, it's a nice environment. And uh, one of the things about Portland is they said that uh, the public transportation works here because it's not just the poor people that are taking it. Right. And uh, I was just like, that's just rude to even say that. But then that's you true. start looking at that uh, other um, cities and they have a really crappy public infrastructure. So the only people that use it are the ones that have no, choice but to use it which is sad that's not how public this is not how uh public transportation should be I, i'm used to portland and i love it i but but i get door-to-door -door service because i drive to the park and ride i get on i know what time the train's going to be there it's very punctual so i arrive just a few minutes before i've already got my got my ticket because it's they have an app and i just do that and then um i go downtown, I do whatever I need to do there. There's there's public transportation downtown or, or the the way that Max weaves through, I can usually get within walking distance of where I need to go and uh, and then do the same on the way home. And it's great. So yeah. if you had robo taxis that were used with good public transportation, they could work together really well instead of being uh, one or the other. Right. And then to Hockey Day's question, uh, one of our friends uh, from the other show, uh, Georgia, we constantly mm -hmm. talk about what's going on with the buses and in other cities yes. for the pandemic, for instance, they, they shut down their bus bus routes or curtailed them. And, and it's they not did. coming back, even when the riders come back. And then when we look right. at some cities in Florida and all around the world or the country, I should say, uh, where they've dropped their bus system for Uber vouchers. It's, I, I don't, I, I think they might. And I, I don't think that's necessarily a good thing. Um, maybe if they get rid of the diesel buses and replace them with plugins, that would be good. But mm -hmm. I, I just think they're just going to toss them all together which is not the right answer. Yeah, the, the the volume of traffic going up is not a good idea or not a great thing because, of course, uh, rush hour becomes rush day uh, yeah, because yeah. it's it's going to be it's going to be nonstop any hour of the day uh, going into night until people are sleeping. And then that will cut down on the amount of vehicles on the roads or rides being given. But mm -hmm. uh, that's it's it's interesting that that Elon is pointing towards a future where there may be less cars and the volume of selling cars isn't going to be the big thing. It's every car is sold with a hundred thousand dollars worth of software. Yeah. Um, and that's going to make the difference for Tesla. So that's, I don't know. That's, it's interesting. It's, it's, I don't think it's a world that the three of us are going to be involved with all that much. Um, it's, 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 it's tough to go to Patrick and say, sell all your cars and just take ride sharing going forward 
Right. What, what I want to do is buy two I, I don't, I, with I don't, I would be able to convince Patrick or Casey to go along with that. Because... Not personally, but I, I would understand it. I, I would actually personally want to get two Model Ys with FSD and, and sign them up for the fleet exclusively. That's just the way. It well, that's is. that's that's <laughs> that's the dream of RoboTaxi, right? That's yeah. that's that's what Tesla sold FSD on to all the people that purchased it. Was that if you want in the future, you can be enrolled in the RoboTaxi fleet, and your car can be on it. You'll get it at a cheaper rate because you bought in at the beginning and helped finance the entire operation. And that was that's what they were offering to go. <laughs> So, right, but if that's profitable, why would they sell it to you instead of just put it out on the street themselves? That's what because, I see them doing: is shutting down the retail sales. Because they had to in the beginning, right, to get it going. They had right. to get people to buy into the dream in order for them to get to the space where that is that is the norm. So people that got training, in at early sales. are like yeah. are like people that got in on the stock early. Same thing. Yeah. They bought into something that was unsure, that may work, that may not work. But they believed in it, they bought in, and or they gambled, depending on how you look at it, and that's what happened. So uh, it's looking more and more like not like not just the stock happened, but this is another stock bet where people are putting down saying, I want the robo-taxis, and as Casey mentioned, I'm going to buy two vehicles, hang on to them, get FSD, and they can go into the robo-fleet once it happens. Right, because I want to get them before they stop selling them. Because eventually, you know, like you said, if if they're five hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars a piece and they're running all day long, why is Tesla going to sell them? They're not. Yep. Yeah, Just like they did with the Model Three and Y lease, you can't buy them at the end of the lease like you can with the S and the X. Because and then they, Tesla they really becomes not a car company because right. they're just Literally. buying them for themselves <laughs> and they're not selling them. So oh, that's awesome. That's they all a come complete turnaround. Turn <laughs> a complete yeah. turnaround. Yeah. yeah, we've we've argued that they're not a car company. They're a technology company that sells cars. But when they actually stop selling cars, then but they still make them. Then <laughs> yep, <laughs> that's yes. awesome. Okay, so my last one. We've already covered this, but there's a quote in here from Musk that I, I just have to share. So uh, he says the chip shortage was a lot like the toilet paper shortage at the beginning of COVID. There was no increase in ass wiping at the start of COVID. Yet there was a <laughs> toilet paper shortage. It's very similar with chips. <laughs> Uh, how true that, that was how true <laughs> so well patrick i want to thank you for that uh, in-depth uh walkthrough of the uh, earnings call that was fantastic thank you very much for contributing that sure um we want to of course thank you all for watching if you haven't already please give us a thumbs up at this point and uh press that subscribe button if you haven't already that uh, helps out in the uh, youtube algorithm gets us in front of more eyeballs we would really appreciate and you're supporting the show it doesn't cost you a dime uh casey any uh any parting words for us this evening yeah uh, check out uh, youtube.com slash casey green k-a-c-e-y-g-r-e-e-n i have got some videos i've got in the uh, in the pipeline for you and on sundays we do a chat so uh, join us, pop in and out like a lot of uh, a lot of the folks in the audience right now. They 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 pop in and out, and it's a blast. Fantastic, yeah. Patrick. You're doing all the talking. I gave you a moment to rest. Uh, what do you what do you got going <laughs> on this coming week? Uh, so you can find me at carswithcords.net, and as always, I'm with the Oregon Electric Vehicle Association. And I can't leave the show without saying my catchphrase here of. <laughs> Going, let's see. I've got Elon's Dion got one L here. Patrick's yeah. got four. 
So yes, I'm looking forward to a future free from fossil fuels. Bingo. That's right. As we all are. Thank you very much, sir. Uh, thank you, everyone out there. And uh, join with us next week. And together, we will find out what is happening in the Tesla life. Thank you, Lee Moon. Good night, everyone. Test negative.